lost in Humphreys on the road. Muggins and cream, cream and muggins, straight thugging, living the dream. And that's our intro. Fucking muggles. Tickling the clit inside your head that makes you laugh. Woohoo! <laughs> they said it can't be done. Are we in the same seats? That's hack. Oh, muggles. Accidental rib job in the park. Kiss, kiss, kiss. Or am I just being cynical? Just muggled it up on fucking Mugglepedia. Where have you been since 9 11? Press that one. Why, why, why do you have a cold sore? Fatigue, stress. Mm, I don't. I, I don't think that's you get cold sores. Run down. I'm running down on all that fucking tramp pussy. I said because I went cold. to Natalie's for one night. I've got no oh, cold no, I didn't say Natalie. I was actually telling everyone <laughs> that you cheated on Natalie. But very bold of you to assume that I went. <laughs> that when I say kind of a fucking tramp place, that you immediately go, my wife. <laughs> <laughs> You had to open the podcast with slander. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so guys, this is like the fucking start of the fucking uh, pickle and pincer one as well. Just you claiming something didn't happen. Oh my God, this is, this is dangerous. <laughs> it's a fucking dangerous accusation. Mm. Something your dick. Are you what? <laughs> oh, but still, let's get to the fact that whenever I just say something really awful, like, so there was this slagathor, my wife. <laughs> like, I don't have shit to <laughs> That feels like some of that came from you. I <laughs> <laughs> wish I'd get some. <laughs> I mean, we did say it for a day, but... Did you not get any sex? Well, didn't we just turn up at, like, one o'clock in the morning and she left for Amsterdam at three? Oh, yeah. Should I get in one of them windows? <laughs> <laughs> Before I put her through it. How <laughs> uh, much is that dog? I, I give a lift to the... Well, the bus stop. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god you're honestly the worst husband that there's ever been a real husband would have taken her would have driven her to Amsterdam to the airport <laughs> uh, she, um, uh, so I got it, we got in at one and then she had to be out like for like, be the bus stop for half three so I go out lift at half three or just at one <laughs> just be like maybe I'm after bed I'll drop you off there now bundled her into the car <laughs> Didn't even grab our luggage. Right. You got a chance to get changed. <laughs> Put a face on. <coughs> um, right, so, remember when we were, in, we were in Amsterdam, we were in the Soho House the Hotel? No comment. Oh, that time. Um, yes. How come now? We're just in a travel lodging pool. What happened to this tour? Oh, nah. What, ha- what happened? Well, so here's here's the problem, boys and girls. That's what happens. Is we've been doing the same tour for about eight years now. And some of the places are lovely, and those are the places we go back to every year. And then some of the places are like new and experimental, and more times than not, they're shy and we end up uh, never going back to them. But thanks to Netflix success, this tour has been a sort of mixture of like those gigs selling out, and also with newer gigs added in a bigger venues, which is obviously what the future holds for us. But occasionally, you have to come crashing back down to reality by coming to fucking pool. Now, in pool's defence. Audience was great. Audience was great. They were really, really, really good. I was not looking forward to going on stage. No. Because we got to the travel lodge, which was a bit grim. Yeah. Right? Wasn't there someone talking to you on the lift, like a crazy person? And, oh, God. I, you know, when you're from, and just everyone in this place has a pension. Now, now, again, the audience were lovely, but everyone else in pool is a thousand years it, old. It was such a relief when we got on stage and it was like, oh, like, it was just people every- travelled into pool to be right. here. It was, the, it was the only, it was the, like, our room was literally the only people in pool that organs hadn't been harvested harvested by the fucking living dead that occupied. Because I think it was on fucking um, 
the what were we fucking near? There was like the Birmingham Symphony Orchestra was in upstairs. Is that what was in? Yeah, yeah. So it was just like, fucking. They pinching. were so old. Like the room. Like I've never seen so many old people all in one place. What it's is like it? up, up north you've got Liverpool and down here you've got Deadpool. <laughs> what is what is it with? <laughs> that, joke, that, that warm breath you give that joke was more than it deserved. <laughs> I know, I know. I just thought I'd let some like because some jerk off is going to really like that joke, and I'll let them take. I'll let it tickle them. Why is it with all cunts in the orchestra? Like you know, because uh, you know what? I think there was a time when orchestra made sense, right? And that was when they weren't putting orchestra music in action movies, right? You're like, and you're just like, oh man, this is the only way I can hear this real fucking intense shit. But the second it became uh, like the, you could listen to fucking cl- operatic music in what, other fucking scenarios while watching the preamble of Star Wars aye um, I think it might be this I think it might be how like you kind of stick in your ways with music because it's nostalgic like I'll like listen to the 90s rap music and I'll swear by it that 90s rap music's better but also I used to like drive around some of my first relationships and friendships and all that like while revolving around that music playing so it kind of takes you back to your like childhood and your defining mm. years like when you turn from a child you to an adult you tell me fucking M- rap co- Eminem concerts in fucking 50 year times it's just gonna be a bunch of fucking old Fogies standing around like, thinking in each other's to, dusty gashes. I went to a Rush concert with my dad and it was pretty much that. It's <laughs> 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 me fingering my dad's no, but, dusty gash. But, 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 but by suggesting that, you're suggesting that all these fucking eight-year-old fucking pensioners, that couldn't have been the only music out then. It wasn't just fucking orchestra shit. When they were teenagers, they weren't fucking doo-wopping and fucking dabbing in fucking clubs and whatnot listening to... I just think a saxophone. That, I think soon there's going to be people looking at us listening to rap music, right? Like people in their twenties and thirties will be like, I'm talking like when they're in their twenties and thirties, we'll be in my sixties and seventies listening mm. to rap music, and they will not understand the fucking what the hell we are listening to. It's because they didn't grow up in the streets like we did. Like, what is this tripe? <laughs> I reckon because they'll have grown up on worse streets. Um. Tell you what, I'm really into now. I think we might have covered this, but absolute filthy bangers. Oh, some absolute filthy bangers. How filthy? Like, having to like scrub my cock. Aye. Like, with with steel wool. If you don't know what an absolute fucking filthy banger is, uh, there's a. Go into Spotify right now, and this is not the filthiest banger, but it's what kept this all up. In My Mind by. Whoever, just type it in in my mind. mind. Me, uh, G- the Gareth Waugh, G-Tip, and uh, Sean, who is uh, one of our tour managers, uh, we had a fucking belt and I in Prague, got absolutely smashed. Next day, um, missed our fucking train to Vienna. So I had to sit in a cafe for like two hours, hung over out of our fucking skulls on a come down. And then there's, and there's just this small fucking cafe in Prague. That the music that came on was the song, In My Mind. And if you listen to it, over the course of those fucking three minutes, it was like an ecstasy pill kicked in. It was just us being like, fucking, what is this utter filth? Like, pop a spring straight back in her set. So now you and me and Gareth have now gone a filthy... Oh, maybe they could find our playlist. Oh, could they? Oh, maybe they could. If you they... may be able to find our playlist. I think I might have called it utter filth. Yeah, I think it's called... I'll find out what it's called just now. You... Right. So um, I just went through and done, like, artist radio based on that track. Because I, I, I've never really been into dance music. I've never really understood. I mean, we've discussed in a previous podcast that I didn't mm. know how to dance until I was 35. Uh, it's, it's called Filthy Bangers by Kai Humphreys. On Spotify. Or Make Public. Playlist is now public. There you go. You can listen to our absolutely filthy bangers. And, and then, there's, there's a one on there called Weed and Kalanapin, oh, no. which is, I think, my hands-down favourite. 
for that it's uh, it isn't like oh no mine's is uh, fucking some of the Mike Emilio's uh, Mike Emilio uh, ones the uh, Last Circus 2018 and uh, Don't Give a Fuck Deep is yeah. man I'm just walking through well, I mean when we were in Europe I was walking through airports being like the absolute fucking state of these <laughs> the honestly disgusting. I'm, man I'm surprised I get let through fucking customs with them I'd rather fucking have child porn found on my computer than some of this it's filthy <laughs> and, uh, it's, I, I just found it like strange that it like in my 30s, I just got into a whole new genre of music that's always been there. And I felt a bit like, oh, I got it wrong. Like, I never heard it right. Like, mm. I knew people were enjoying that stuff. I knew people were enjoying filthy bangers for years, but I just thought, like, what are they saying that? Just loud noises. I think it's because everyone, never... everyone that was into it was just, like, a fucking... I mean, prick, probably. The ones that was always... Just Chavs and Anovas. Chavs, Chavs and fucking... Fucking eye. But so them Chavs Voxel, and the, Vo- Voxel Hazard, keep it down. Neighbors. Them Chavs, oh yeah, we've got neighbours. The Chavs and the Voxel Novas, uh, like doing wheel spins in little car park. I I always associated we didn't stop, like we didn't stop to think. Oh, are they not music. Aye, and also a lot there was like the like the faster ones. Yeah, these ones aren't so much that until them absolutely filthy drops come in. Now to change the subject completely, um, some of you as have asked us because obviously listening to the podcast and knowing me, car, you know that I am a very big Harry Potter fan, and you're a reasonable Harry Potter fan. You've seen all the movies. We went to the see the stage thing together. You've read all the books because I got you in tip. Yeah, we went to the theatre. Is that what you just said? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. And uh, we both thoroughly enjoyed the first Fantastic Beasts movie. We named a corner after the franchise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, very much into it. So some of you have asked for our opinions on the new uh, Fantastic Beasts movie, The Crimes of uh, Grindelwald. Uh, so we're going to do that now. It's been around for two weeks, and if you're a real Harry Potter fan, you would have watched it by now. But this is your one fucking warning that you're getting that you can skip forward. I promise that we'll stop talking about it by 20 minutes into the podcast. So if you want to skip forward like a fucking muggle, because we're going to spoil something for you that you should have seen by now, you fucking muggle. Now's your chance. <laughs> you really showed them. I did, I got them. Well, I was going to say something awful, but like, but then I would have turned muggle into an actual insult yeah. if I went, here's a muggly thing you do, you fucking pricks. That's me suggesting all muggles are pricks when they're actually just right. muggles. So we're 10 minutes talking about Fantastic Beasts starts here. Right. Um, this is my f- opinion. Right. First one, absolutely loved it, right? It's about Fantastic Beasts. They've talked about the set in New York and where to find them. So they're in New York looking for Fantastic Beasts. They were fantastic. They definitely stuck to the theme. The theme was wonderful. It was visually amazing. The narrative, it doesn't matter, right? The narrative was like, it was possible. No, I love the first one. But it, but it was all about the Fantastic Beasts. Mm. This one, it's almost like, they went, oh, for fuck's sake, we've called it Fantastic Beasts and now we have to. Nah, so they're, like, they're trying to like develop this plot and this story, which by all means is like... You are aware that Fantastic Beasts is uh, just the the, fra- the franchise. You know, all the other Harry Potter movies also were called <laughs> Harry Potter. And they're like, oh, Harry Potter. Hi, Crowbar and Harry Potter did these. But that's not what's, this, that's not the first what's one, happening here. Yeah, yeah, but the, second one, point, right? the second one's called The Crimes of Grindelwald. But it's not called Fantastic Beasts. Well, it's, the Fantastic Crimes of, of Grindelwald. Grindelwald. Yeah, but like after that, it's just the. Right, but, but oh, well, there's points in it where they went, oh, fuck, we've called this Fantastic Beasts. And, like, wait, let's get everyone in the suitcase and feed a shark. And then come back out and you go, what was that about? Yeah, uh, we're heading out because we called it Fantastic Beasts. No, he's got a fucking suitcase full of beasts, so of course... Aye, ah, but it doesn't even need a... It, it, it's not necessary to anything that happens in the thing. Yeah. And then, like, they, they decided to put this, like, weird big Japanese cat thing in it and let's do the rattle joke twice and throw mm-hmm. it in there. But, like, 
crowbar the fuck in though. Like mm. this, this, they give up on it. They give up on it being fantastic beasts. I just, just went with the characters in the story rather than. I think you're. A, beasts. I think I think you're a man that ignored the second half of a movie title and was just like, "There's not enough beasts in this for me." And also, my like, I thought it was a decent enough watch. It was all like, right. It was all. It was all right. But um, it also it was, felt like a steppy stone movie for the next movie. Like how to connect the first movie to how it ends. Would you literally just watch? It's a bridge film. Oh, it was a Davos chapter. Davos chapter, good, good reference, excellent mm. reference. And um, Game of Thrones. If you've ever heard Game of Thrones, you'll always know that it exists no louder sigh in the world than when you finish a really good chapter. Tyrion or something. Tyrion or fucking even sometimes fucking Jamie and Cersei, and then it just at the top it just says Davos, and you go, oh, little mini book review. You know what was fucking amazing about uh, reading the Game of Thrones books mm. is that for the first, I think, two books. There wasn't a Jamie Lannister chapter. Mm. The same as there's no Rob Stark chapter, right? You just know of him through other people's point of view. Right. So you get everybody else's opinion on him and everybody else's the way they see him and you hate him for two books. And then you get a couple of chapters that started uh, right. three from in his head. And you're like, oh, he's all right. Actually, I shouldn't have took their opinion. Right. I might have to reread Game of Thrones, actually. Because I just finished it. Well, I didn't just finish, but fucking, you know, we love time. That's that big ass. 14 book series mm, I haven't started that yet it's, I loved it like if you're a fucking fantasy nerd like I am it is absolutely spot on but it is such a commitment yeah. and I don't yeah. know if they do if they do it on an audiobook that might be a good way to fucking re-listen to it I'll check it I'll check it right. out on an audiobook alright then we can go watch all of the 14 movies and then all the 14 <laughs> stage plays together <laughs> um, another fantasy franchise I read was franchise uh, series was The Magician by Raymond A. Feist oh I that's the other one I fucking need to uh, Gan remind me after this podcast to download that because I'm, I'm right. down, genuinely going to make that my uh, next book so I think that's something maybe the uh, viewers don't really know about because like, I mean this in the nicest possible way I think a lot of them think you're too stupid to read because that's because that was definitely my impression of you I've read hundreds of books so many like you're very you're genuinely very well read sorry there there was a compliment coming after that (laughs) brilliant so you're an incredibly well well read man and and your taste in book is almost impeccable like uh, every book recommendation bar one I've thoroughly fucking enjoyed you didn't enjoy the, the Dark, Tower. Dark Tower series. No, but you, that's but, a shame, that, because I think you might be wrong. I think... I mean, if, is I it, it, it's a, st- yeah, it's a Stephen King book, and it's a bestseller, so I'm yeah. fully willing to admit at this point that I'm, stati- I'm probably wrong. Uh, we, we should just make this episode just like what we've been reading and watching and just give some... Just do like a review show. Oh, right, okay. So, so should we finish, wrap up Fantastic Beasts oh, yeah, and yeah, yeah. tune back in? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so you, you finish your thoughts on that, Fantastic That was mine. I enjoyed it, but I felt like I got like a bit used. No, I didn't get used. <laughs> used yeah. me. Uh, I just felt like they used that platform to bridge it to the next one, which they've got big plans for. They've set it up real nice for it to be. Yeah. A good like bad versus evil. I mean, good versus evil. Yeah, <laughs> 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 got a right first thing. <laughs> um, and uh, and they also crowbarred in the Fantastic Beast stuff instead of uh, making it the focus. That, that was my opinion on it. I thought it was okay. I thought the first Fantastic Beast was uh, amazing. I can't remember the name of the fucking chubby friend guy, the comic relief guy, but I loved him in the first movie. I thought his fucking storyline was great and his romance with his um, fucking doolally bitch, which that was great. Real nice through. 
uh, arc, and then it just fucking lost all that. Like, yeah, he, he wasn't needed for the whole thing. Well, no, it was just like dead wood. I didn't even. It wasn't in fact that like I, I didn't need him to like have a reason to be there because I didn't enjoy him so much in the first movie. I'm like, yeah, you're the comic relief character. I've got a boom. And it took but me a while because I hadn't watched the first one since it was at the cinema, uh, so I didn't rewatch it or anything. And like for the first bit, I was like. Who the fuck's this Paul Blart mall cop guy? Uh, mini, mini, mini Paul Blart? We probably don't recognise because he's really good. He's really fucking endearing and nice in the first one. And in this one, he's just like a fucking... Like, his introductions, like, the way they introduce him is where he's just fully fucking besotted by his missus. And that's because she's put him under a sort of charm. But, like, as a fucking fan of thinking, like, look, I've, I've not watched the other movie very recently. Uh, you can't reintroduce a character... Out of character, yeah, mug him right like, off. because you just you brought him in where he's not likable. That really fucking threw me. Um, I thought her storyline was a bit meh, and also the bitch that fucking nuke fancies fucking barely in it. They just had a wee tiffle. Oh, I thought you married her. Oh no, I didn't. I was my, he's married to my, she's married to my brother. Oh, that's a whole kerfuffle. Uh, oh, we're too socially awkward to talk about this. Oh, I've got it. Just and some of the magic just felt like I was like I've not seen those spells before. How come they've invented more spells? In the past, <laughs> was one of them time travel? And then they went into the future think, and deleted the spell time travel. Is it the opposite? They used time travel for so many years to go back in time and stop people. And then in the future, to stop that ever happening, they went into the future. That'd be a good movie. Was that the Sandlers of Time from... No, the Sandlers of Time is a great... No, you know, you know if you had a fucking movie, right, with your time travel is sweet, you spend all your time going back in time, right, killing all the fucking people to make the present really good, right? What you then have to do at that point is also go forward in time, right, and just kill uh, or just be able to fully get rid of time travel. You've got to, whatever you can do, so that... I destroy the, the, time travel. So, yeah, so that nobody can reverse all the good you've done. Because all it takes is for an evil cunt to find the time travel, tra- time travel fucking shit, then come back and just undo everything you've done. Somebody write that movie. So the movie is lots of people time traveling back in time, fucking up the future, and then somebody Save the future, and then somebody back in time is trying to work out how to time travel forwards. Aye, so, that so they, they can, can prevent it. Prevent so the, the time it's travel. The other half of like the yeah. time travel division. Yeah. Somebody, somebody write that movie. TM. It's a, a little C with a circle around it. Copyright. That counts. There's lawyers. They'll buy me up. Yeah. This is time stamped. Um. So what we're both agreeing on now, even though you started on the camp that it was a good movie, we're both agreeing that it was a bit of a shambles. It was a bit of a shambles. I just, I, you know, I, I think I enjoyed it more than you did, which is absolutely fair because I enjoy everything in Harry Potter more than you do. I think I visually enjoyed it, like action scenes and whatnot. Yeah. Like and, good I, to watch. and I get your point. Yeah, I get your points, but I'm just, you know. That's what I always like. That's something that happened in MuggleCon as well, when people like whinge about a blockbuster. <laughs> and you're like, what did you want? <laughs> what did you want from it? Like, like I, I, I can't believe I wasted nine pounds watching yeah. this movie. It's like, can't they waste wasted eighty million making it? Like, yeah. trust me, you're not the one that feels shy. Uh, like when I went, went to watch uh, Last Jedi, and um, people have been whinging about it because they're so invested in that series, that franchise, and um, I just watched it going, oh, that's so that's what you get when you spend that much money on a movie. Like, mm-hmm. I'm just watching like the. It's, it's like if you see like the best sports car oh, yeah. in the world right like whatever fucking money you can spend on a sports car you're just looking at it fucking sweet and I like it might not be practical you may <laughs> bump it when you get it up on your drive right like great you don't, you don't pick all them things apart about it mm. like you just go ah oh, sweet good car no, happy that's, uh, that's good enough for me well you know what people are miserable bags of shit and here's some recommendations. You, you, you don't go, oh but what, what's the fuel consumption? <laughs> <laughs> Shut up man. Right. How many miles I get to a gallon? So I got aircon. I don't really like convertibles, not for me. 
My man, I got a convertible in LA. Picked up the convertible. <laughs> <laughs> spent all the extra money on a convertible in LA just to impress you. Picked you up in the airport. <laughs> and also, like in January in LA. So it's not a convertible weather. <laughs> it's fucking freezing. You don't need for this, this swag. I spent the whole time going, can we put the roof up? <laughs> and at one point, you did put the windows up. <laughs> <laughs> Turn the heat on. Oh, I had to fucking stop in the middle of a fucking freeway to put the top up. Anyway, that was fun. And to... Wait, 20 minutes. Wait. All right, perfect. So no more spoilers now. All right, Snape um, kills Dumbledore. What? Oh, that's another thing. Sorry, guys. Um, I just felt like they kept like, oh, here's someone from the originals. Here's oh, someone from the, who's done a lot of that. Right. Um, uh, let's do all our recommendations of what we've been doing. Um, uh, I think if anyone's not seen the movie Tag... Uh, I truly believe it is one of the funniest movies I've ever seen in my... I don't say this lightly. I think it's one of the most perfect made movies in the past 10 years. And I think it's hugely underrated. It went well onto the radar. It's uh, Ed Helms, fucking big sexy from... Um, Hannibal Bress. I had him in it. Jeremy Renner. Um, fucking what's his cunt from uh, Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt and Mad Men uh, John Hamm him uh, Isla Fisher uh, Steve uh, Gribben <laughs> that's the musical interlude um, it's, it's, it's got genuine it's also got fucking uh, what's his face from uh, um, New Girl Jake Johansson um, or Jack Johansson Jack Johnson Jack Johnson the musician <laughs> Jack Johnson <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, Tag is, it's such a fucking funny movie. I've watched it five times this year already, and I guarantee I'm going to watch it twice more. It's so good. Uh, I was disappointed it wasn't about, like, ankle tags. (laughs) (laughs) It is is a good film. Really enjoyed it. Um, I've got a book to recommend. Do you? Go ahead. Uh, I really want everybody that listens to the podcast to download on the Kindle. Um, A Guide to Being a Proper Compare by a Proper Comedian by Dave Longley. That's so good. (laughs) So I'll give the back I'll give the backstory of this. Um, There's a comedian called Freddie Quinn. Hi. Great uh, comic, top look. I've uh, I've never seen him perform actually. I don't I don't think I have. But uh, I just I just know he's a funny guy, and I know that he's comparing Hot Water, which is arguably the biggest comedy club in the UK right now. Um, So he's he's doing well, right? And uh, he released a book called How to Be a Compare by Freddie Quinn. Aye, um, for like nineteen ninety nine, which which considering, I mean, I don't know, I don't know how big you think the market is for fucking it's like surely, that's a book. Is that? Where, where you reckon the reach is going to go to? Is that because it's a specialist uh, book? Like you know, if you were to like buy a book on law, it's going to cost you like eighty pound for the like hardback publication. Aye, <laughs> like, but but obviously comedy's <laughs> way smaller. Like I, yeah. every year, I reckon there's only fucking fifty comics that are looking to be compares. But you know what? Do you think? So he's, um, he's created this book for them and then Dave Longley... Which I reckon will be a good book. I feel like I should uh, I should buy it and read it now after buying Dave Longley. For 1999, fuck off. <laughs> Not a chance. <laughs> Mug. You've got two Netflix specials. You've got, you've got three shows which you regularly host. Like, I think Freddie would be pissed off if you had the fucking, oh, thanks, Freddie. Oh, I'm going to read this book. It's upside down. Oh, what an interesting book. <laughs> Host of Glastonbury. So, anyway, like people who are getting into comedy, 
Fuck if any comedian wrote a book on what they their experience so far to reach where they are now. Uh, if every comedian wrote that, a new comedian should fucking buy whatever the fuck is on the shelf right. to get good at it, right? But Dave Longley just come in and wrote the, like a book called "A Proper Guy to Be Compared by a Proper Comedian." It's <laughs> 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 selling for about fucking six quid. I think it was only two or three quid. Oh no, but I bought it at two or three quid for the download. Uh-huh. But it was six quid to buy. But fucking where because it. it's like four, it was forty pages long, but it's just a piss take. It's a parody. Oh, it's just I, a parody book. No, very, very hilariously offensive parody. So offensive. <laughs> It's, 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 oh, yeah. I, picture, I, you the, saw me. You watched me read it yesterday. You were uh, fucking, I was properly laughing at the, 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 the picture. Much the, like Dave Longley, it's a perfect stocking filler. The, <laughs> <laughs> so the picture on the front isn't even like him doing stand-up. It's just him flexing with his top <laughs> off. <laughs> I absolutely, I love Dave Longley so goddamn much. I think he's one of the funniest people alive. Uh, I, he's absolutely not for everyone, and that's why I never. Do, he's got a podcast which I love listening to, and I always listen to it, but I'll never recommend it. Oh, it's hard. It's hard to share because like people make no like he doesn't spell out when he's being ironic. Aye. So if people just hear the words he's saying, like they don't see how steep the iron it is because it's so fucking dry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he's he's a very very intelligent man. So, I don't know if I've mentioned this on the podcast, but he did one episode. I think it's episode forty-eight. I'm not sure, but it's around about that mark, right? He does it with this guy. So he does the podcast with a guy called Eddie Who. Is this uh, Brummy? Um, I think he's from Bolton or something. So so he's from Bolton or something, right? And he's got a Bolton accent, but he's like clearly the second, third generation Chinese, Malaysian. Chinese. Chinese? Yeah. So, um,. So one like every time Dave does the podcast, he calls Eddie Hu. So you hear it ring and it's a scheduled call. So Eddie um, knows when he's going to ring, right? And then he does the podcast over the phone to him. Yeah. And this particular one, he, he rang it out. Like it starts off with a it starts off with a preamble where Dave says like, "Oh, it's an answer phone message of Eddie Hu, saying he can't make the podcast." But then it starts in very much the same way where it rings, and then Dave says hello. And then Dave answers himself back in a Chinese accent, like and, hello, and, and like like a like a they were talking South Park parody Chinese accent, exactly, right? So like after a couple of minutes, I'm like, this is fucking hilarious. He's pretending to have a conversation with Eddie Hu and putting putting on with a racist accent, putting on a racist Chinese accent that he doesn't have. But then, forty eight minutes later, or fucking something like that, right? Oh, that's where I think I got 48 from. Oh. I don't think it's episode 48. I, no, I think it's it a full-hour podcast. It, it was nearly an hour, oh. which is all nearly an hour. It's very much like this one. We're trying not to breach the hour. Um, and he managed to fucking maintain and have some real serious conversations about some like, serious topics. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well doing. <laughs> I love that episode. Like, there was one bit where he had like a really interesting conversation about the... Um, the, the majority of bookings in comedy being male compared to female like the ratio being off and he had like a really interesting conversation about that topic mm. like, uh, and, and a balanced one on both sides <laughs> balanced on both sides <laughs> but with just a, just a, himself doing it anyway listen to it as a as your homework uh, speaking so, of podcasts that we recommend apart from Dave Longley's one which Kai does recommend but publicly I won't but do listen to it's correct um, is uh, Reply All. I don't know if anyone's not going into this. I was sceptical about it. Um, something that fucking Gene recommended. I think it's like sort of tech security guys, which sounds lame as shit, but they're basically like um, just solving like sort of weird tech 
mysteries that happens to all of us or individuals and every episode's like a different fucking thing uh, it's the la- fascinating the last one I listened to was about um, one of his friends said that uh, in 2012 or whenever it was uh, bought some bitcoin so she could buy drugs on the dark web yeah. got herself some fucking MDMA and then had a little bit of change left in the wallet now she's got like a different laptop the original laptop's dead she doesn't know where the currency is yeah. she was like but if there is the slightest bit of change in that wallet it's going to be worth like fucking £200,000 now yeah, yeah. so they're basically they're just trying to find this bitcoin yeah. so it's like it just becomes like an investigation it becomes an investigation to find the bitcoin and, and teaches the history of it how it works so uh, the other one I listened to which was real good was uh, one of the guys got like a scam phone call like a very clear scam phone call from somewhere in India being like oh your computer's got a virus but it's such a tight freak just trying like, to get his password off yeah yeah, yeah. and he just kept going he was like fuck it let's go he was like I'll just go ahead he was like, I'm going to try and find out what these guys are scamming me for so he just goes along with the f- uh, thing doesn't give over any information that can fuck him over and then later on he's like hey buddy I know you're scamming me uh, I just want to know to like why and what are you trying to get out of this the guy's like, we are legion, we are anonymous, we are here to get you. And he just laughs in the front and goes, oh, really? You're anonymous? <laughs> and the guy's like, well, well, no. And then he gets into a genuine conversation with this uh, scammer. And then it's a two-part episode, that one. And it just, the story unfolds. It's, I'll really Dude, it's, listen. it's when they're, because he starts trolling them, right? There's mm. one bit where he phones back again saying, uh, I've been asked to phone this number. And they asked to be on his computer. So he has to give them remote access to his computer and he mm. lets them on. But he's found a picture of the scammer and he's got that in his desktop background. <laughs> <laughs> I, I listened to a fair few of them. But they're all very different. They're all very That's good. Supply to all. Aye. I'm just going to keep re- recommending stuff. Is well, we've also got. Our foot, I've, put, I've put our. Uh, we, we can do it until we get to Michael Corner. We can recommend some more bits. Um, I'm currently enjoying the Punisher comic books. Oh, which ones? Not the Punisher ones. Preacher. Um, Preacher. Every time. Do that a lot of that. No. Um, so Preacher, but uh, Saga. Saga is it? Oh, I've got. I've got book number eight, and I've not fucking read it yet. I've been too busy um, just being a legend. And if um, if you want to get into comic books, but it's like never been your bag, uh, go to Comicsology, which is actually linked with Amazon. Mm. But uh, it's a good comic book reader on your mm. iPad, Comicsology. So you'll get like, see if you've got a portrait, you'll get like the full page of the comic, right? But if you turn it landscape and double tap the window, the window fills the screen. Oh, and then you slide through and it transitions between each of the windows of the comic oh, book. Like panel so to panel. That, um, that really helped me because, I mean, my eyes aren't great. And I was reading oh. The Watchmen on, like... I'm over here. The thick... What? I'm over here. The Watchmen. <laughs> no, no, my eyes aren't great. I'm over here. Fuck it. I was looking everywhere for you. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, so reading it, and, uh, like, I'm just, like, straining my eyes. It's an actual physical book, right? And then I get a... Like I didn't want to travel around with such a weighty book in my bag when I'm going through fucking airport security every day and that. I don't want to get into how airport security has got anything to do with it. I know. But I know. So I don't want to go through without a weighty book. It's just, I've never seen you in an airport going, ah. That's why? <laughs> <laughs> That is mainly because you fucking gonna, I, you're gonna be. I had no idea you felt like such a pack horse. I apologise profusely. <laughs> just got all my stuff in my bag. I just want to minimalise it. It's all about minimalising. Um, so I so I, then I moved to the book reader, mm. uh, the comicsology on the iPad, and mm. I picked up so much more. There's mm. so much devil in the detail of comic books that like you can miss out on if you're just scanning through them. Oh, I, like yeah. if you really concentrate on each one. 
I just do that. I skip to the end. Well, not even intentionally, but it all just automatically look at the last panel on each page. But Saga is so good. It's like um, when you first got me into comic books, I was like a little bit resistant of it because I thought it was all like just, I don't know, like Captain America and Flash and the Hulk. And like, I just oh. thought it was all like the same type of... Like, uh, sure. like, once I've read one superhero book, I've probably read them all. It's not right. really... Like, I'll watch the movies because they're really high budget and stuff, but I'm not that awesome about the narrative of a superhero book. Right. So I was, uh, it took a bit of convincing, but you'd, I didn't realise how much scope there was, how much... Oh, it's way bigger like, than it's, movies. It's not... Like, movies never do the comics justice, is the problem. In the superhero things, usually just a fraction of the... If, like, Lock and Key was nothing even... Cl- that was more Lock like a and horror. Key, yeah. Lock and Key is a real good recommendation it's, for anyone wanting to get into comics. There's uh, six available online. Um, just buy the first one. Everyone I've recommended it to, I've, oh, I've, I've, I've said to them, I'm going to give you the first one and I bet you I fucking bankrupt you in the next month. I've had people get in touch with us, like, uh, thanking us profusely for the recommendation of right. the because it's, uh, it's so good and here's something I discovered after reading it, right? So I read them, like, maybe it's 2014 on tour and then um, I found out recently, just in the last year or so, that it was uh, Joe, Joe, Joe Hill. Joe Hill. Is the, is the it's Stephen King's son. Aye. So obviously he must have been called Joe King in four and a fucking life. <laughs> <laughs> I can't with that. <laughs> so he's called himself Joe Hill. Yeah. But after finding out... So his dad's King of the Hill. <laughs> it's so many ties. Um, like so, most next door. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, when I like realised that was like from Stephen King's heavy influence, mm. I was like, of course... Like, of course, that came from him. It's a L-O-C-K-E and a key. Just as you spell it, no, Just as key. And if you've never read comic books before, it's a real strong place to start because it's not what you think comic books are about. It's dark as fuck. And fun as well, like, really creatively fun. Aye. As well as being dark as fuck. Aye. All right. So Saga, Lock and Key. Uh, preacher. What Preach. else do I recommend? Dave Longley's book. Dave Longley's podcast. Dave, Dave Longley's, Longley's dick. Oh. <laughs> we always finish each other's Dave Longley's dick. <laughs> 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 We're so close. So we just call this the Dave Longley podcast. It's the, only, it's the only way he'll ever listen to it. The fucking narcissist. <laughs> <laughs> he listens to it all the time. Oh, does he? Uh-huh. Oh, sorry, Dave. He always texts us every time I did a good joke and all that. Like, he never texts me. <laughs> just text me. He was just mugging. I just wanted to see you react. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, he has been in touch. Uh, well, I say been in touch. Like when I've seen him, he's mentioned bits that we've said on the podcast. He does oh. listen to it. Oh, lovely Thank, man. Thanks, Dave. It's real sweet, are that, Dave? Um, oh, man. Did, did I talk on the podcast about what I'd done when um, Gareth Much bought me Download? Um, I don't know if you did. <laughs> I mentioned that. I could do it anyway. Right. So we were... Wait. Yes, you did. I did. Yeah, 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 you did speak about it on the last podcast. I had a gay Suarez. Aye. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, well, the gay Suarez, not the gay Suarez. Gay <laughs> Suarez. <laughs> Is there any other kind of Suarez? <laughs> um, I also recommend uh, breathing and anal. <laughs> Just not at the same time. No. Hold your breath when you're getting fucked up the arse. <laughs> uh, right, do you have any muggle corners? Um, I think this is um, probably well trodden. But you know when people like try to give you directions to somewhere and you've got a phone? Mm. And like, 
you just try, I'll, I'll put the postcode in. And they're like, oh yeah, but when you see the thing, and like, turn it's, off, it's instruction 13, you're like... so much more information in front of my very eyes than uh, anything you can tell me. And you try and go, oh, I'll just put the postcode, I got the postcode. <laughs> just give it to me, stop, stop giving us directions, just give the postcode. Shh, shh, shh. It's always, always really, uh, you just always want to do that thing romantic people do in movies, where they just, you know, one of them's running, they just put the finger up, and they going, shh, no, 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 no. Whenever I say to someone, can you give me directions to, if the directions are any more than over there, uh, just, I'll, I'll put it in the phone. People go, it's a short walk. I was like, oh, all right, I'll stick it in the thing. No, no, I can just, uh, no, 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 no. What do I look like, a fucking compass? Not a compass. I actually remember a time when people would like actually stop and ask for directions. I mean, people you know, just like, listened. Hi, like, because I remember sometimes when I, like, if I was just in Blythe and someone asked us for directions, like, I'd, I'd, you'd mug them. I'd like make them go around like a roundabout and come back and go around that roundabout at the other side and then come back and then go past us and turn left of that roundabout. So I just took in like a, a way to come back past where we already are, go back past again and then move on. And did people fall for that? And I just thought it was funny. Because it was. Okay. I thought you were just like the world's worst prankster. This never was as thick as you are. It was just me a little bit of in the back pocket banter that I knew I had if yeah. I needed it. Just just in the fucking <laughs> the, the gadget the, belt the utility belt <laughs> just so you just go around that right about then but, uh, pass me and if you see me you've gone too far <laughs> um, well, like, I think I, we're giving someone if, the wrong directions what and then realised afterwards no intentionally nah probably oh, not oh there's like, not there's, there's you do no, that there's no feeling like it it's one of my proper wee Canty things that I sometimes do just because deep down I am top three going through hotels and changing do not disturb signs to please make up my room signs is yeah. there's no excuse for it it's a canty thing I do it all the time I find it hysterical oh, you know another what? canty thing I do it in nightclubs sometimes if I don't like the nightclub and I hate the people in it I'll piss on the toilet paper <laughs> I've done yeah. that I've done that before I've not done it in recent years I've grown up but I'll admit I've done it that's a shitty <laughs> thing to do because like if you're shitting ha- in a nightclub is the worst thing in the world. That's what I'm trying to get at. Yeah, if unfor- you're having a shit in a nightclub, it's an unforgivable you are thing. Desperate. I know. I know. You are desperate. I know. So imagine being in such a state of desperation you have to shit in a nightclub and then you look and go, bastards. I know. I know. <laughs> and for some reason, for some reason, I'm even hearing it, I know it's bad, but I'm still giggling. It still makes me laugh. You know, you know it would be a funny way to give directions if someone pull over and like, oh gonna uh, you got any direct? You got directions to like the fucking the theatre, yeah. right? Whatever they're looking for, and you go, oh, actually, I'm really close to it now. It's literally just through that cut behind the houses, but like it's ages to drive around, so you're probably best off just parking here and <laughs> going through that cut. You're pretty much there. So not only do they go off the wrong way, but they like park that car off <laughs> and just kind of wandering off in the right direction. <laughs> See, you can feel you can feel the joy in your heart. Oh, oh you're being creative like that with it. It's better. It's um, muggly if you just do it the wrong way. No, no, no. Like, there's some points in there. Like it's an old fucking joke that it's you know it's hacking Edinburgh, but it's true. It's American tourists coming up to you and going, "Do you know where the castle is?" Now, to people that have not been to Edinburgh, you might assume that that's a fair question and the place been like, "Hey, can you point to where the castle is?" Until you know the law that exists in Edinburgh that no building is ever allowed to be built within 50 metres of the height of the castle. Edinburgh Castle is the highest point in Edinburgh uh, at all times outside of fucking Arthur's seat, right? There's nothing, no scratch, there's nothing. 
near it. That's why Edinburgh's got one of the best fucking skylines in the world. Cause it's awesome. So wherever you are, you can point to it pretty much. Everywhere you can see the fucking castle. And we were just on the Royal Mile, right? It's on one of those ends. <laughs> it's its driveway. You're right. essentially on the castle's driveway. We're on driveway. the Royal, Royal Mile, and they go, do you know where the castle is? I just pointed down a hill, and I just went, fuck it. And they went, thanks. And I'm like, unbelievable. You deserve to go in the wrong direction. You just sent them in at the end. Yeah. I passed away uh, Just him and his stupid dog. <laughs> <laughs> what an idiot, honestly. Sunglasses. It was fucking raining. It's like, honestly, the state of some people. <laughs> I thought the couples were braille for his feet. <laughs> um, so that's like you know when someone's giving you directions and like I know it's almost cliche to say you stop listening after the first direction me and Natalie found out that ha- that happens there was in a um, restaurant sex I could nearly there just further what she says nearly there man um, there when we're, we're at a nice restaurant you know when it's a nice restaurant that'll tell you what's on your plate Mm. They'll come out and put it down for you and tell you how it was cooked. Oh, they'll be like, oh, these are... They don't, they don't do that for intelligent people, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> they don't do that for intelligent people, no. by the way. No, no, no. They don't just go, oh, you'll work that out. You'll figure that out. But they'll come up to you and me and go, this is salad. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, la-dee-da. So we're going to do a wedding present of one Nature's of meat. Natalie's friends for this lush, like, five-star, five-star restaurant. It was a five-star hotel with mm. a restaurant um, in central London. Um and we're getting food then. They come out and they're like, oh, these are yeah, battered peanuts. <laughs> what the fuck posh <laughs> people eat? Yeah. Uh, and then carried on telling you what else was on your plate. And you're just like nodding. Yeah. And I just realised, like, I'm doing the thing I do when I get directions. <laughs> like, I never need to remember it. Yeah. Just listen to what he's saying <laughs> and hear it. Aye. You have to, but then I'm like, right, this is be about peanuts, and uh, I was like, oh, fuck, oh, I forgot oh. what was it. Right, I'm just gonna try and remember the first one. <laughs> just let him tell. Always, you can always tell how how educated and sophisticated you are by what like words and that like what part of the sentence or, or the or the meal that you point out. Where it's like, so it's gonna be a honey roasted pheasant, and you either go, ooh, pheasant, or it goes, or you go, ooh, glazed. <laughs> <laughs> Two very different types of people. Oh, sparkling water. <laughs> so, sparkling water was and that. Oh, laddie. <laughs> I often get in those fancy restaurants, you just look for the one word you fucking recognise. Oh, you ever go to a fucking proper, like, cocktail bar, like a gin cocktail bar, right? You just go, oh, if you go to gin bars, they don't tell you what bits of the gin they just put, put the fucking like, name grenadine in or something you're like what the fuck's grenadine oh yeah. did you see that fucking feminist that all the feminists say <laughs> grenadine <laughs> like Jermaine Greer that was it <laughs> <laughs> it's got Jermaine Greer in it um, alright some of the fucking cardio bars you go to you just like I don't recognise any one of those fucking words at all mm-hmm. it's fucking and you're just like I'll have that one just right, I'll have what she's having and that's how that started oh, when Harry went <laughs> Sally had to sleep up. I thought you'd seen that movie not recommended by the way is that just... It's one of them, isn't it? It's one of those... I don't think I've seen it, actually. Nah, it's one of those old... You know those old classics? Like people go, oh, watch this, and you're watching, like, oh, this is actually shite. Some old classics hold up, and some fucking classics don't. I'd say when Harry met Sally. Oh, what was that shite one we watched? You mentioned it the other day. Um, right, so we... Uh, Ten. Yeah, we both read a book on how to write a screenplay, right? Uh, by... Like, Dave Longley. A proper guy. A proper, street, a proper guy to help write a screenplay. <laughs> a proper screenplay. Proper writer. writer. Right. And then just had one of Dave's dick pics. <laughs> one off. <laughs> <laughs> I 
the amount of pictures that Dave Longley's dick we could 3D print it. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, do you yeah. reckon, I know, we, you, I know I put almost had this a bit and you, then you did it as a bit, but do you reckon it's ever happened, the fucking 3D dick pic? Oh, yeah, the... Um, my th- yeah, we, you came up with because I had a I had a bit about dick pics in my set right, and you were like, oh, I had this bit, I couldn't get working, so you ended up giving me a line about. All right, which is just like you know, you can send unsolicited dick pics, but in the future, in the, I think in the quite near future, it's going to be quite common to have a three D printer in the house once people realise that the plethora of other things that it can be used for. It's a very handy thing to have around the house. Yeah, see. Once more people do. What will be able to happen is you will be able to hack into someone's fucking thing while they're asleep, just turn their fucking 3D printer on and 3D print your own dick in their house. Uh, and it's going to be a new... They'll miss getting dick pics. No, no. <laughs> they could just get a dick. Yeah. <laughs> just imagine just fucking being able to literally tell someone to go fuck themselves. Imagine when you're like... Your neighbour's bin's just full of them. It's going to skip out the front. Just full of 3D printed dicks. <laughs> Oh, what were we talking about? Uh, we're talking about the screenplay book that oh, you were like, oh, uh, if, you're, if you're thinking about writing a script, read this. So we both read it. And I was like, I really want to watch Chinatown now because they used that as the example for the perfect screenplay, like the way it was written, the way it was broken mm. down, the pivot points in the in the narrative. And the, like, so we're like, right, we've got to watch this perfect film oh, to find out how to write the perfect screenplay. It uh, was just a shit. So film. fucking dull. <laughs> like, I don't want to write anything like that. Aye, just absolutely good. I don't know there'll be fucking film fucking fans being like, oh, well, it's good for this. I shite grow up. Just because it's fucking technically good doesn't mean it's fucking interesting. All right, my Muggle Corner. It's going to be a quick win because I think we've done it before. But uh, Muggles are regularly liked. Regularly laid. Oh, like it's a personality trait. It's a personality trait. I don't and know how they do it. I, people that use go, oh, I'm always late. And it's like, you no, know, you don't have to be. Yeah. You, you don't have to be. We live in a world now where you should not be late. There are phones literally fucking everywhere. And that means that you can always know time, right? If once you've been late once or twice, you should know how long it takes you to fucking get ready. So <laughs> you should factor that in. Be a fucking historian yourself and your own fucking bad habits and learn to turn up on fucking time. It's disrespectful. It's the most disrespectful thing in the world I find. Like when everyone else has got somewhere on time and you're fucking holding up the yeah, whole thing just because it. you're a lazy piece of shit. And then it puts a little bit of like, um, like, because you don't, you don't, you don't want to let it spoil your day that someone's late, but it puts a little bit of a bad mood on the start of a night out Aye. or something. So you know if everybody's ready to go, yeah, the taxi's booked and then you cancel the taxi and then someone rocks up and then you go out and yeah. you're like, yeah, it's only half an hour gone, right? Yeah. You go but, taxis but, here and but, people aren't ready. But not just half an hour gone, but like then the first half an hour, it's a bit of a false start. You're just like, ah. All right. I, just, I think it's an incredibly, incredibly selfish thing to do. This is what, what's in late with an expensive watch on. Oh. <laughs> 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 no. Well, we, we weren't talking about on the podcast the other day, well, but we're just talking about it in general. Mm. I think about when people buy really expensive watches. Mm. What are you buying? Because well, it kind of tell the time better than your phone. Well, arguably... Are you going to look at your watch more than your phone? I think arguably... Are you going to go 80 metres underwater? <laughs> <laughs> I think arguably, like, some of them are better made in the sense that they keep time better. Like, you know, you have to do... You do have to fucking readjust your watch if yeah. it's a, a manual as opposed to an automatic. So I, I think I'm missing the point on it. They're buying it as jewellery. I think they're buying it as jewellery. They're, they're buying a bracelet, aren't they? I mean, even then, when it comes to fucking jewellery, like, don't get me wrong, I think jewellery can look good. But mm. the second you get above, like, 500 quid, I'm like... I want plus three strength. 
I <laughs> I want to have like twenty percent fail resistance. You just wanted to just look like I don't know if you're like again you're a fucking expert like you'll be able to tell the difference between a fucking fake and a real. But you know what? Ninety nine percent of the world ain't fucking couldn't give a experts. Fuck. Couldn't probably, give a fuck. There's probably every now and again the same way you train us. By the way, someone's gonna call you and go, "Oh, is that one of the such and such?" Or you know, like they'll come oh, them them Yeezys. Aye. Like so you've got this like little sub community that you've got where you recognise each other on the tube. Aye, you're all wankers. Sorry, every last one of you. Like like fucking. I remember like when my uh, one of my mum's friends got married and everyone was asking to fucking see her ring and I was like I was young at the time I was like oh fucking hell how much does it cost all that sort of stuff and uh, I was like fucking okay expensive jewellery fucking does okay I get it it makes girls go crazy right and then I saw the exact same reaction right my aunt came back with a fucking necklace right and what the necklace was somebody cut cut the fucking forky bit off a fork you know the bit of a fork that makes it a fork and not just yeah. a handle that bit just melted it a bit twisted them all around stuck two gems on it right and this exact same type of woman were like oh my god that's beautiful that's lovely I'm like all jewellery is the same now. so you're, you're getting a compliment it's, it's all if it's, if it's, if it's compliments. free homemade and quirky right. or if it's like like thousands of pounds right. you're just going to get the same pseudo oh uh, that's nice Hi, and maybe I'm missing something here maybe and maybe you sluts can let us know yeah I've never like I I mean I'm, I wouldn't wear jewellery expensive or not do you know, expensive. I used to have a chain uh, uh, remember you've got it on your do you not have it on your DVD no it's not, not on my DVD I think it's just on me um... I used to have a big thick silver one did you really thick you just got wet and wild <laughs> keep it on <laughs> try and drown yourself just going on with it on Tim Green run me neck and all that group. <laughs> <laughs> green like mascara running on me collar blown, blown. <laughs> I, look, I look class <laughs> <laughs> My ones, if you watch my uh, Michael McIntyre's comedy roadshow set, I've just got this fucking. Oh, my mate Big Ali bought me, but I was too young to realise that Big Ali was a fucking bit of a fucking chav. Or he just Big Ali wasn't with chav; he just enjoyed the fashion, which was the weird <laughs> your, part. Your mate, you, while you were a teenager, your mate bought you a necklace. <laughs> you for me Christmas, oh, no, a bunch of losers. <laughs> <laughs> he did so because I loved it I wore it for four years if any of my boys bought us a necklace for Christmas <laughs> but it's fine to buy it for yourself <laughs> buy a partner alright well okay well I'm fucking glad I kept receiving for your Christmas present <laughs> you ungrateful sack of shit to be fair the one I bought you just says Kai and then it's my phone number on the back <laughs> return to hi return to Bender <laughs> oh, all right. Uh, shows. Shall we plug them? Yeah, I've got. Well, that's well, well, we're recommending stuff. I recommend uh, all of Dave Longley's shows. Just a big fan of Dave Longley. We should call this po- podcast. So we love you, Longley time. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, have we got any shows that we can sell? Um, all right, some of the London ones aren't sold out. Oh, a bunch of new ones have been added. I don't know where they are. Because um, they're in July, so you fucking Google them. Dan- Danny's website's got all the new ones in uh, for the new year. Um, Christmas Punch Drunk Gigs, the uh, ama- amazing lineups, by the way. It's uh, Mark Nelson, Delisa Chaponda, and Phil Nickel. It's, it, wait, it's uh, Stanky not doing one? He's doing February. Oh, well. Um, so the Christmas gigs on the 17th, 18th, 19th, I think. Um, Ashton's already sold out Blythe and Cromlett and may still have tickets if you're lucky but um, soon it's going to be amazing sweet and that's in that's yeah in the North East you can download uh, you can download my show from kyhumphries.com forward slash shop discount code muggins 
and I should get some actual physical copies of them for Christmas presents. Oh, I reckon. Cheap cunt. Just for my family. Fucking giving it. Nah, you can't do that. Sure. No, I mean, like, for people to buy for Christmas presents, big podcast oh, fans. Oh, ah, I yeah. thought you meant, like, you just get them for gifts for your family. No. <laughs> I mean, for these guys. Oh, for these mugs. Oh. Yeah, because uh, I could get all, all three of my shows put on one USB. Sell them as a little stocking filler. Well, do that then. Well, right, you got your dad jokes? Maybe. They're over there. Right, you go get them. Um, I've got more dates. Oh, yeah, a bunch of the Australia dates have gone on sale. Melbourne, it's coming up. Um, there's Sydney. It's all on my website. You know the fucking deal. I don't know my dates, and I'm high. Speaking of high, where's my pen? Um, I'll have a bit. Hold on. Sure. Let's just do this first. There it is. Oh. By your feet. Uh, you're oh, doing this. Yeah. Your dad like playing as Maxi on Soul Calibur, so he asked for Maxi pads for Christmas. Okay, first of all, that's not true. My dad enjoyed playing as Sophia in Soul Calibur too. Wow. Oh, my dad. I'm gonna be doing jokes on your dad, don't you? Yeah, he loved Sophia. <laughs> fucking sword and shield. That was always Keelik. Keelik, absolutely. I was a Keelik. You just jumped up and pressed Y. And you just smashed down the head and you kept like from a mile away. Kind of cheating on it. Life hack. Uh, your dad lost a lip sync battle because he's got no lips. <laughs> <laughs> your dad said two's company and three's a crowd to the celebrant at his wedding and then left. <laughs> your dad says back in Nam whenever he talks about the last time he was in Birmingham. <laughs> <laughs> your dad basted the Christmas turkey with his tongue. <laughs> uh, your dad stagged it was at DFS. <laughs> When I told your dad I was going on holiday, he went, ooh, put me in your suitcase. <laughs> and now all I can hear is a muffled, muffled cries for help coming from the box room because I'm not going for six weeks. <laughs> uh, your dad gets off to watch... Your dad, sorry. Mulligan. <coughs> your dad gets off watching salad dressing. <laughs> you are high. <coughs> your dad prides himself on always waking up a minute before his alarm goes off. I just can't believe he gets raped for a full minute before he sets it off. <laughs> Your dad puts the bumpers up to park. <laughs> when your dad opens the door to sign for a parcel, he doesn't even check to see if the delivery guy's death. <laughs> to sign for a parcel? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking, you are high. Your dad has the emotional range of a Nokia 3310 emoticon. <laughs> That's right, kids back in the day, they weren't called emojis, they were called emoticons. Your dad rubs his hair with a balloon, then touches your mum on the nose to prove that there's still a spark between them. <laughs> that she sparks him out. Uh, your dad says just the tip when his doctor asks him if he can have a prostate exam. Kidding. He asks him to take the glove off and take a run up. <laughs> And then tips him. <laughs> Dops his cap. Your dad isn't sure how to spell his name, so he says Martin with two eyes and points at his face. <laughs> Your dad wears a white skirt and stands over grapes that have wind blowing up through them, but he doesn't hold it down like Marilyn Monroe. He lets it blow the dress all up on his face, revealing his father for justice tattoo on his arms. <laughs> <laughs> Your dad goes to football matches, matches dressed in the full refs kit and supports him instead of any of the teams. <laughs> Just showing. No, he's not. No, he's not. He isn't. He isn't one of those. That's right. It's for the other fans. Uh, your dad plays air guitar and then air date rapes air underage girls at the air airport. <laughs> your dad runs himself a bath in the sink to save water. 
Your dad throws a proper half whatever I pick the top hat Monopoly. <laughs> it's <his> thimble. <laughs> How's he going to sew his buttons back on? I haven't stopped the podcast yet. Stop kissing us. <laughs>